This is Wilton Baseball Coach Jake Serrata, and you're listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. Thanks for listening. We're getting down to the end of the winter season. Postseason is underway, and several of our coaches have uh, postseason games to talk about this week. We do have some coaches that are not on this week. Their seasons have come to an end. We will pick up with them this next week to wrap up their seasons. On today's program are Nottaway Valley Girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach, North Cedar Boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson, Wilton Girls basketball coach Jake Serrata, West Branch Girls basketball coach Jared Ty Lee. In comments I got for the Tipton Tiger cast before Tipton at West Branch Boys basketball uh, district contest, and I have comments from both coaches. They are Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Bucklow and West Branch Boys basketball coach Jason Kern. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Nottoway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Coach, welcome on. Good to be with you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. We are in the postseason and deep in the postseason, and you guys have had some fun, let's say. Um, how are things going? Well, I think my blood pressure has gone back down to a safe level uh, after Friday night, but no, things are going well. Uh, looking forward to getting the kids back in the gym this afternoon. Um, start looking ahead to uh, Wednesday's regional final. We are, we are almost done with February, which blows me away, and it never ceases to amaze me how fast the start of the postseason goes. And then, uh, you know, I should know by now, after years of doing this, you know, it ends quickly. Um, you know, you guys opened with East Sac County on the 16th. You guys got a victory at, at home, 64-33, and that was a good way to start your postseason run. It was. It was. The girls came out. Um, on both sides of the ball with uh, a lot of intensity and a sense of urgency. And we felt like uh, after about, uh, I guess, probably after the first quarter that, you know, it was in hand and, and our kids gained the confidence that they needed to finish it. And I think ESAC had had a, you know, pretty emotional last week to their season with some big wins and, and they were playing good basketball. But uh, we were kind of, I guess, as they say, firing on all cylinders uh, that, that night and, and uh, put it away early. It's kind of good, you know, too. You don't, I, I'm not sure how it is on the western side of the state, but over here, it seems like they like to match up conference schools against each other. And it, it almost becomes a de facto conference tournament. And <laughs> you guys get an opportunity not to do that, at least to start, you know. Uh, that's, I, I like that. Is that how things, I mean, do you guys, is it like that out there? Or, I mean, I'm not trying to say well, that out there, but anyway. 
We we uh, we had the opportunity to uh, Simone Air and Central Decatur are in our conference and they played uh, they played each other um, first round and uh, Central Decatur uh, lost that. Simone Air went on to play AHSTW Friday night and uh, and lost. So now we'll see AHSTW. So we didn't have anybody on our side of the bracket per se, but it could have happened where we would have had to play Mount Air three times uh, for a third time and. And now we get to see uh, AHSTW, who, like you and I have talked about several times, ended our season last year. So it's got that revenge component, if you will. And I think the kids are pretty excited about that. Coach, I'm not from the western side. I know Avoca just because, you know, Leah and, you know, Izzy, too. You know, they had that middle school game at Avoca um, right. earlier this year. What are that? What's the acronym? You know, Alphabet Soup Schools are curious <laughs> to me. And do you – what are – is Walnut in there somewhere? Walnut is. Uh, I believe it's Avoca, Hancock, Shelby, uh, Tenant, and then Walnut. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Makes me now think, shoot, I wonder what the history behind all those schools. I mean, you got to think they had some six-on-six six or something. But anyway, we're here yeah. to talk about, continue to talk about your postseason run. You guys have two games. Uh, East Sac County was the first. Um, you know, you're, you're – blessed to be at home these two times you know your hard work um kind of reward of that you guys get the opportunity to host the first round uh, you got the first one um improved to uh 21 and oh you guys got the next one uh south central calhoun came in and south central calhoun um that's a crazy game you know it ended up being a time game and you know they were 14 and 8 so you know each step of the way you go there's going to be a, a good team waiting for you. And um, another opportunity to team not in your conference, uh, Twin Lakes Conference School. You know, they have Newell Fond up there. They won the state title last year and just about every year here recently, it seems like. So right. um, what, was, what was the prep on that? I mean, did they – did you have um, – what, what was what was your thoughts on we, getting ready right for those? Well, we had we we knew that we knew their record was was a little uh, a little less than actually how good they are, um, and we knew this was kind of a trap game, as they say or as they call it, because Isak had just beaten them uh, a week or two ago. So it was one of those we didn't want to let them come in under the radar. We we were fully uh, anticipating their athleticism, uh, their shooting ability. Uh, they have some bigs that can finish around the hoop and. Uh, some bigs that can move with the ball. They're actually uh, very similar to us and how we play. Um, they they run some different actions, but um, honestly, I felt like uh, uh, we felt like if we came out against South Central Calhoun like we did ESAC, we'd be uh, we'd be maybe not in the driver's seat, but it wouldn't go to overtime. And well, we we let them claw their way back in. I think we had a ten point lead in the first half at one point, and and then you could kind of feel you know our confidence starting to swell, and then. Uh, like all good teams, they they really put some some solid uh, quarters together, and, and ended up coming down to the wire. And we were fortunate enough to take it to overtime. Um, we were pretty close to getting knocked off, and then we got to overtime, and um, the kids found a way. I mean, it was it was not always pretty. Um, it was very very similar to our Lennox game, our last regular season game, where we just seemed like the ball wasn't bouncing our way, or we would do something really really well, and then we turn it over, or or we, you know, force a bad shot and then not get the rebound, and, and that's one of those things. Against, like you said, each each round you go now, it's going to get harder and harder, and the mistakes have to be fewer. And we felt like we made way too many mistakes Friday night, but fortunately enough, we our kids again were able to find a way and, and pull it out. 
they're a high-scoring team just like you guys. They kind of average 67-ish points a game. They had a 92-point game they scored. Granted, you know, who knows the uh, strength of their schedule and opponent, at least for me anyway. Sure. You know, they've scored twice around 75 points, 74 and 73, and that had to have your attention, I would assume. Absolutely. And, and you know, they played ACGC, who was on our schedule, uh, to get to our game Friday night, and and we were able to watch that film, and, and I was able to talk to Coach Bowler at ACGC to get an idea on, you know, if what I saw on film was what um, what we were expecting and or what we should expect. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, they were, they were uh, you know, they, when, you have, when you have several kids that can light it up um, and you don't close out or you don't box out, um, you know, we were, like I said, we'd force some bad shots and then they'd get the rebound because they're just, they're, they didn't want to go home. And, and they gave us everything that we could handle. And, um, you know, we have to be better. We have to clean some things up. Fortunately, we have, I don't think we're going to have any really bad cold streaks or, you know, 12 inch dumps of snow that we should be able to practice between now and, and through Tuesday evening and we'll be ready for Wednesday. But, you know, now we, uh, we need to start focusing ahead to HSDW. And say it was kind of a strange start too, you know, I mean, scoreless two minutes in, you know, Lindsey Davis got you guys going with a three pointer, uh, about 540 left. And, you know, that's good for her. You know, everyone wants to keep tallies on Maddox. You know, it's like Maddox this, Maddox that. And I no offense to any of the listeners from Greenfield that's listening to this. That's not my intent here. But, you know, um, you you have a full roster for a reason, you know. And you get, um, you get contributions from a lot of different people. You know, you guys were up by 10, like I said, in the second quarter. They came back. Um, you know, they... They had you down going in the fourth quarter, and I can't remember that happening this year to that so far. Um, you know, they missed some free throws in the fourth quarter, you know. Um, you guys missed some free throws in the fourth quarter. And, you know, it's, it comes down to, like, you know, they're kids, though, you know, too. It's like kids, they're not professionals. And, you know, you feel bad for both people for missing three. I mean, not threes, but, uh, well, eventually threes, but, I mean, for free throws, you know, uh, it's like they don't want to – to me, it seemed like both teams didn't want to end. It's like their good enough wasn't to end playing basketball on both sides. And, you know, to have that – it seems like the same gift you had in a way against Lennox. Mm-hmm. Is that Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, absolutely, I'd agree with that. I, you know, they shot 80% from the line. We shot 68. Um, unfortunately for us, 68% is probably one of our better finishes for a game in free throws. You know, it's something we're constantly working on. But, um, you know, we had, uh, for instance, Annika Nelson off the bench, two for two from the line. Maddox was five of seven. Lindsay was one of one. Macy was four of six. Luxie was three of five. And Corinne was two of four. And, um, you know, those are, uh, those are huge for us. Um, you know, it became a three-point game. If we shoot 50% or less from the free throw line, we, we pretty, you know, I haven't done the math, but I bet we're going to double overtime or we lose. And, you know, we've said it all along to these kids. It's, you know, in fact, we brought it up again Friday night, fourth quarter, was, you know, we've talked for an entire year now since we lost the regional semifinal last year. We talked the entire year about how we've got to do the little things and do the dirty work that other people aren't willing to do to, to be successful because we're not going to make all of our threes. We're not going to make all of our free throws. And although I've never questioned our kids' want or desire to win and to play for each other, because they do, um, sometimes we need to remind each other that, you know, 
we will go home if we don't do those little things. And we were darn close to it Friday night. And fortunately for us, we had a little bit more, uh, uh, I think a little bit more in the tank at the end than they did. And, and it showed and, and our kids found a way. Max had a two-pointer to lead off uh, a bucket to lead off overtime. You're up by two. They answer your tie. Lindsay has a three. You're up by three. They answer with the sire die three, and now you're tied again. Lexi Shikata, who up by two. Davis, three. You're up by five. They come back down by three. You know, they get 61-58. You think things are in order. Miss some free throws. Um, they miss some free throws. You guys foul, foul them on a three. And they miss all three three free throws. And that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, it's like the certainty is uncertain in the postseason. You know, Absolutely. You, you may think you you have a good free throw shooter, but it doesn't matter. And the unpredictability is fascinating and maddening at the same time. Yeah. Like you said, to lead this yeah. off with your blood pressure, I you know, coaches can get wrapped up second-guessing everything. And oh, yeah, absolutely. The, at some point, you've had to turn the page a hard turn <laughs> to to be like, "Hey, no more. We're, we're all in STW, you know." And that's what we're going to turn to next. You know, it's like um, then you can probably catch up, catch yourself looking back to last year, and it's like, how do you how do you balance that? Because <laughs> you have to live right. now, but you have to. It's like you have to respect what happened last year, but that's gone last year, you know. And at the same time, it's it's pretty easy to look back. <laughs> it is, but I mean, that's our point of reference. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long year. A lot has happened and that's, you know, obviously when you're caught up in the heat of the moment during the game, you're not thinking about COVID and, and everything that, you know, one of the goals that every team had in the state of Iowa, I don't care if it was 5A or, or 1A was to just to get a season. Um, and now it's, you know, we, we're not trying to lose, um, sight of that or, or, or forget how fortunate we are and I'm knocking on wood right now to be where we're at and to continue to get the opportunity to play and to represent our community and our school and our families. Um, you know, but at the same time, like we are so close to doing something that our school's girls basketball program has never done. You know, we need to focus up and, and we only have so many hours, you know, we, sometimes we try to put things in context, the kids like, you know, you spend X amount of hours a year showering or or going to the mall in a regular, you know, non-COVID year, of course. This is how many years or how many hours you have left of your season, roughly, you know. And, and when you put things in that kind of context, I, I hope that the kids kind of focus up a little bit on, you know, we might, we're here. We might as well do everything we possibly can to find a way. Um, and it's going to be a dogfight Wednesday. I mean, they're a really good team. I think they're, again, their record is not um, – in, you know, indicative of, of, of how good they really are. Um, and again, you know, as a coach and as a sports fan in general, like they ended our season last year and you call it revenge, redemption, whatever. Um, and the beauty of it is as a coach, we didn't play that well that night. And again, we didn't play that well Friday night at times. So it's anybody's ball game. And I, I feel like our kids are in a good place. I feel like, uh, you know, it's kind of on us now to have, you know, two and a half or three really good practices leading up to Wednesday night and, and obviously try to keep everybody healthy and, um, you know, but at the same time appreciate where we're at and, and, and what we're playing for. And, you know, I think uh, I think our kids are in a good place. I'm, I'm very proud of their effort thus far and, 
you know, we're so close, um, you know, but at the same time, like we talked about, you know, you've got to minimize some of those mistakes, some of those mental mistakes, but that, you know, and I'm rambling now, but you think about it, we're undefeated. And although the 20 and 0 portion of a regular season means nothing now, especially now that our home court advantage is over, um, heading to Atlantic on Wednesday neutral site, we've not had, I mean, I don't care how hard you try, how many scout teamers you get on the floor or how many JV kids you put on the floor against your top five, six, seven kids. It is really, really hard to mimic the loudest crowd, arguably a girls basketball uh, team at Nottoway Valley has ever experienced like we did Friday night. It's really hard to mimic that ball bouncing out of bounds or that bad pass. And, and how are you going to react um, as a, you know, 14 to 18 year old girl? How are you going to react when you can hear fans screaming at you good and bad? And, and that's the thing I'm proud of is, you know, we found a way. And it was adversity for us, and just like the Lennox game, and we didn't cower. We didn't, you know. That's in the past. We might, we might, we might piss that game. Sorry for the language. We might piss that game down our leg in fear. And our kids, you know, they've. I think they've overcome that. I think they believe, and we're going to fight like hell to to be ready for Wednesday night. Some some stats off the uh, South Central game, South Central Calhoun game, I should say. Max about twenty one, Lindsey Davis nineteen, Lexi Scheich nine, South Central Calhoun. Kylie Schlesselman, or Schleisman, sorry, 16 points, but only one of eight threes. Riley batted 12. Sire Stye, double-double, 11 points, 12 rebounds. She had two threes all season. She made three in the game. And that kind of just underscores just this, uh, you know, survive in advance. You know, you told me earlier this year, you know, how you guys had to explain, you know, what run the table means to the kids sometimes. Uh And I was like, did you have to explain what survive and advance means? Because if you don't, if you did, you, you don't need to because you, you, you guys lived through it, you know? Right. The emotional right. swing from having uh, an opportunity to win it in regulation on free throws to seeing it possibly tied on free throws. Now, granted, you know, odds are in your favor, you know, uh, road game, somebody steps up having to hit three to a tie. I mean, it just, that's good odds that that may not happen, but still that was a chance. And, you know, like Lennox, they had a shot at the end and it's like, Oh man, you know, to, it's almost like you have to have a reset to the season in a way mentally, you know, you have to forget about everything and piece back stuff heading into this week, you know, aged STW, you know, they, they were ranked for about three weeks, uh, highly ranked actually for the preseason, but uh, three weeks ranked at the beginning, and then they start six and three, but they're eleven and three after Christmas. So, you know, it's interesting. What can what would a kid need to have their attention got? You know, and I think you know when you hear the kids uh, talk about, hey, you know, we go into these gyms and we see banners and we want one. You know, I think that you guys are going to be okay, at least on the mental side of, of the game. I think so. I think so. And I think, uh, I think, uh, you said it right. I mean, you know, that's something we've talked about, uh, the last few years. Um, I, I'm very proud of our seniors. I added it up quick the other night on, on what their record's been in their career. And I don't remember it off the top of my head. It was after the game on Friday night, but I'm very proud of the work that they put in and, and the confidence that they've helped instill in the younger players that we have, um, to the point now where, you know, we had, 
we had some a little bit of shakiness heading into overtime because of some mistakes that a few of the kids had made during the fourth quarter and and proud of the fact that you know in the past this team um may have dwelled on that may have dwelled on the negative and and maybe even gotten a little nasty with each other not you know not in recent history but in the past and <laughs> that's the thing like that at that point of the at that point of the, at that juncture like you're either all in and you're engaged and you're ready to go or your mind's somewhere else and if you're worrying about what kind of blame you're going to place on somebody else you know and that's the beauty of this team you know that's why I say they're special they are they play for each other and I think they're in a good place mentally. I think uh, I think they all want it pretty bad. You know, they don't want to come up short on that on that banner. And um, I have not uh, I have not begun to explain to them what it means to cut down a net. And I'm going to wait for that because I think we got to earn that before we have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's uh, it's exciting to be where we're at, and, and that's the thing. We try not to lose sight or or remember of where we've been and what we've persevered through. You know, yes, you're undefeated. That's you know, congratulations. That's awesome. But you know, we we say it all the time. We don't want anything that we've experienced thus far to be the highlight of our season. Um, and we've got you know all the records that we've shattered for the school and and all the personal accolades that these kids have, have received and will continue to receive as, as they start to get balanced for the postseason. You know, we don't want anything that we've done to be the highlight yet. And I think they, they are well aware of that. And they're well aware of, you know, we have to we have to play smart and, and play better. And you know, at this point of the season, you just got to score one more point than the other team to advance. You guys are in a mode of collecting memories. You know, you, you have another one to add to the collection, and you can sort out which one's the highlight later. You know, you can add Sweet 16 participant now. And, sure. you know, what are some of the keys to the game going to be? You know, you guys have uh, – um, what are some of the keys to the regional final game going to be? I think some of the keys will be the things that we struggled with last year against AHSDW, and, and they're not exactly the same team as they were a year ago, but they do have a lot of the same pieces. Um, I mean, they've got, you know, and, and anybody that looks at quick stats can see it, but, I mean, we've seen them live. We've seen a ton of film on them. I mean, I can attest that, you know, their top three scores are absolute studs. Um. You know, and, and so we're going to have to play really good defense. We're going to have to box out. We're going to have to close out, and we're going to have to do us. I mean, that's at the end of the day. You know, Amy and I have discussed it off and on um, throughout the postseason. You know, obviously not looking ahead, but trying to get some you know some things in place, some infrastructure, so that when we get to the next round, we're we're not you know treading water to to get something out to the kids as far as the scouting report goes. But I mean, we really don't feel like at this point, of, you know, at this juncture, we need to to switch anything up. We need to just do us. I mean. You know, we talked to the kids the other night before the game. Like, we have done everything that we've done to this point, whether it's practice, whether we've done this or that in a game. It is because this is how we wanted to build us. And we feel like with the pieces that we have, if we do the little things, which at times Friday we didn't do, and we're fortunate enough to advance, but, you know, that's the beauty of sport. Um, you never know what's going to happen. But if, if we can take care of us and everybody does their job, um, we've got a really good chance if, if we come out and we, and we don't do us and, and don't do our jobs and you know, it's going to be HSTW getting the state. So one possession at a time focus, you know, one practice at a time, one drill at a time, one play at a time, uh, you know, plays one and, and we'll see what happens. Coach, you guys have seen the swell of support grow with each game this year. And uh, granted, you know, 
different protocols getting uh, improving uh, conditions with uh, the virus and stuff have allowed um, different things to happen that way too. But this last crowd um, was tremendous. You know, some of the photos that came out of the game uh, are going to probably be some of my favorite. I don't really technically cover you guys in a way. So, um, you know, just to see uh, the elation after the game and relief, <laughs> it looks like, from the coaches at least. Um, you know, small things like that are gifts. And I'm sure you, you realize that. The girls will realize that if they don't, you know. But what is, what's your message to the community that's come out to uh, support you? You know, you guys, uh, you know, they're your kids in, in, a, in a way, you know. And they, uh, they've, they've been there with you. And I'm sure Atlantic is – you're going to have to get there early on Wednesday. Yeah, and I, and I don't know yet what, what protocol will be, um, what policy will be that night for, for tickets and so forth. I'm still waiting to hear on that. But – you know, we try to, every time we post something on social media, um, we try to, to thank our crowd, um, our community, um, from people reaching out and offering to, you know, I work at Union State Bank. They bought the girls a meal last weekend. Um, didn't have to do that. In fact, that was their idea. Um, you know, and that, and it, 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 it's amazing to work at, you know, work at an establishment, a locally run, locally owned, you know, not, not that this is a plug for Union State Bank, but. <laughs> You know, that, that is, that's what small town's all about. Small town Iowa, small communities, having each other's back and, and embracing, you know, trying to set these kids up for the best possible opportunity to be successful. And that's way beyond just sports. I mean, we talk to the kids all the time. We talked Friday night after the game about, you know, life is going to knock you down. And, and, you know, just like, in a, you know, try, you try to try to make parallels between competition and life. And because Amy and I are so focused on trying to get these kids through high school, make them successful, give them what they can to, to, you know, once they were, you know, leave Battle Valley for the last time as a student to A, have something to look back on that they're proud of, that they were a part of, but B, give them the tools to make them, you know, succeed in everything that they want to do in life. And, and I've said it to you before, like everybody in that locker room is going to be successful in one way or another in life because, they've all demonstrated that they can buy in for, for something bigger than themselves and give up everything that they can to, to, to benefit the group and the team. And, but our, 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 our community has been phenomenal. Um, I'm really weird about superstition and, you know, people are already trying to talk about, well, if you get to sit no, like, no, 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 let's not talk. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's have that conversation Thursday morning if, if it happens and hopefully they got, you know, hopefully it does. But, yeah, the community outpour has been phenomenal. It was really, really, really hard for the girls to hear me Friday night. I mean, I was stomping my feet, and, and maybe I need to start wearing, like, fluorescent sleeves or something to get their attention. I don't know if that's legal. I'll have to ask the union about that. But it is it is really amazing to see um, not just the students and not just people that, um, that have a, a, a child or a grandchild in the program but people that, I mean, literally are retired and, and they don't have, you know, they don't have a dog in the fight. They're just part of the community that have come out and, and gone nuts for these kids. And, and, you know, the student section stormed the floor the other night, which, you know, <laughs> we talked about that, Amy and I did. Like, we, let's not have too big of a celebration. We really haven't accomplished our goal yet. But at the same time, we also agreed that, you know, these kids deserve that recognition and that, that experience, we didn't want to rob them of that. You know, we try to get the kids out on the last game of the year at half court to take a bow in front of the fans. And, and, uh, and our kids didn't really want to do that because I think they, they kind of are starting to get, 
maybe some of that superstition as well. But it was a really neat experience to see them, you know, their families and come down and embrace them and, and hug them and, you know, several generations of families coming out and, and people that aren't even family that were just out um, to experience that. And I hope to God we're not done yet. Um, I know we still got a lot in the tank and, and we still have a lot ahead of us, but um, at the same time, you want to appreciate what you've accomplished and celebrate it because life's way too short to, to not have your celebrations along the way. AHSTW is the opponent on Wednesday. We'll talk about it next week. Good luck, Coach. Go get him. Appreciate all you do. Thank you so much for your coverage. And uh, uh, Wolverines by a million. Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with North Cedar Boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Coach, welcome on. Hi, right, thanks for having me. We have a couple playoff games to talk about. Unfortunately, your season is over. Um, we uh, are going to talk about these games, though, and uh, look and see what's what. You guys hosted Central City in the first round of the Class 1A uh, uh, t- uh, district tournament on the 12th. You guys picked up that win 68-38. to and convincing fashion, I would have to say. Yeah, we were uh, we were pretty pleased with the outcome there. Um, uh, we knew that uh, you know Central City is very young, uh, and they do have a lot of potential in the next few years. I hear their eighth grade group's pretty good coming up, um, but uh, yeah, we we got them kind of on a down year, uh, and we were able to really kind of. Um, set the tone early, making some shots, and then uh, um, making some shots, and then just being able to kind of control the boards, and uh, and that really, really helped us. I think we, we ended up with um, 51 team rebounds um, total and 72 shot attempts, um, and so we were very pleased with that. Uh, now, there were... We kind of had a lull in that third quarter where they they played even with us, and you know we talked to our guys a little bit. Said we 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 have to make sure that when we are playing competition like this, we need to make sure that we can finish games as well as we start them. And so, um, you know, we talked about some of the guys. You could tell it just didn't seem like they were satisfied with how that game ended. Um, you know, and after watching some film, you can say, you know, we played fine. We didn't shoot particularly great. We were six for twenty-three from three-point um, um, from the three-point arc after we've been shooting around forty percent the last five or six games, um, and then uh, you know seventy-two attempts and fifty-one rebounds, and we only put up sixty-eight points. You know, we've talked about that. You know, this is finishing our opportunities, um, and so you know, Tayden Lang had fourteen for us. Gage Walshire had fourteen. Um, Tyler Jackson came off the bench and uh, added eleven for us. He was three for five from three-point land. Gage Walshire had 16 rebounds, um, and Joe Condon had seven. And so, you know, we got we got uh, a lot of contributions from guys that have been in the lineup but um, haven't put up big numbers before. Kale Unruh, I think, only finished with five points. Then the majority of reason was he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Um, he, he he tended to be more of a decoy. A lot of the a lot of the defense that Central City had was. Um, 
pointed to stopping Kale from the drive or allowing deep shots from Kale, and so you know Kale didn't settle and was able to find his open teammates. You know, you guys had a boost, a little bounce in your step coming in. You guys ended the regular season with a win against Bellevue. So did that help propel and have the guys' focus going into prep for Central City? I mean, it couldn't have hurt, right? Oh, absolutely not. It was definitely a win we needed versus Bellevue. Um, And it was a good win, too. Um, You know, first time we faced Bellevue, we were without Gage. And, uh, um, you know, you could tell that we were – we were a little off kilter from where we where, where we should have been um, the first time, and so this time around, uh, Gage was back. He uh, had eight points and nine rebounds. You know, you can't understate what a guy um, who's who's averaged a hundred rebounds a year in three years um, can do for a team morale and just defensively. Um, you know, and so we kind of you know they had W had a really good second quarter, and then. We, we finished a nice second half and really were able to kind of, you know, put our foot down and defensively clamp down on some of the stuff they wanted to do. And it allowed us to be a little more aggressive offensively. And so uh, I thought that started, that second half really started with Kale, um, Kale Unruh really stepping it up defensively and then Gage Walshire becoming more of a threat at that high post area. Yeah, I know it's. You guys have fought hard this season. You haven't gotten as many wins as you would have liked. Getting that win, going into the postseason game, back-to-back wins, um, just tremendous. You know, you, you you get to a point of the season and everyone knows what your record is. They can read. They, they have feelings, good or bad, off of that. You know, and getting kids to come to practice sometimes is hard. You know, when seasons aren't going your own way, a win helps – you know, tremendously and getting two wins, um, tucking into the Easton Valley game on um, here as your last game. And, you know, Easton Valley's a ranked team. Um, we talked last week's podcast about how they have some they have some good guys. And, you know, you guys hung right there in the first quarter, quarter and a half. And I know the score didn't end up that way, but, I mean, was there – was that kind of a turning point in the first first half? You know, they had a, a run in the second quarter that kind of got away. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, I, I don't know if just the lack of experience hurt us a little bit. You know, Kale and Gage were the only guys um, who have really any um, postseason experience, uh, an extensive postseason experience. My juniors are getting it for the first time. Um, and so... You know, you, you could see there was this level of timidness, maybe is maybe the right word, or a level of caution that they played with in the first half. Um, and, you know, and it, you know, Easton Valley, I felt was similar in that first half. They weren't, or in that first quarter, they weren't trying to attack just yet, trying to figure out exactly where we were going to be and what we were going to do, and vice versa. Um, in the second quarter. We had some defensive lapses, and offensively, things just weren't falling for us yet. And, you know, our our, our body language and um, just some of our attitudes of, towards what we're doing were, were probably not the best. And so we talked at halftime, had a little bit of a discussion about, you know, uh, you know turn a 1-3-1, there's not a whole lot we're going to be able to change until they want to change it. Um, and so we came out in the third quarter. 
you know, we didn't make, I think we had 18 total attempts in the, um, in the first half, uh, zero three pointers made. And then in the second half, we ended up throwing up, I think we had 28 attempts and we made six three pointers out of those 28 field goal attempts. Um, and you know, we outscored them by, um, three in the, in the second half. And so, you know, I, I talked to Coach Beck. He's got a good group. That, that Caleb Cornelison, he, he is as about as strong and as about as um, good a finisher around the hoop as anyone. Um, uh, but the guy I was probably the most impressed with was um, their their uh, number, I think he was uh, his senior, Porter Fugan, um, number 13, I believe it was, has quick hands, great defensively, great vision. He made some some passes that made our guys' head spin. So, you know, I, I talked to Coach Beck afterwards and said, the best of luck because, I mean, they're going to be a tough out for anyone that wants to face them this year. Um, and I told him I wish we could have given them a little more of a challenge there starting in that second quarter, um, you know, coming out of the play a little bit offensively. But, uh, you know, Decent Valley is a good team. Um, our juniors are going to learn from this. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be a heck of an experience next year trying to break in a couple of the juniors from next year as we as we luckily bring back five guys that had seen varsity experience over the last two years. Yeah, you know, that second half, I'm sure that was kind of the point of your message. That, I mean, besides thanking the seniors and stuff like that, I mean, it's going to be hard to see Gage and Kale leave, leave the room, you know. Um, Absolutely. They, they've averaged in their, in their careers, they have. Um, just under 600 total career rebounds combined and um, just under 1,200 points combined in the three years they've been here with us. So, I mean, they're going to be a huge, they were a huge part of our, what we wanted to do over the last three years. And so, you know, just like Keen and Ethan were two years ago, you know, we're going to have to try to figure out how to replace and fill in. Dante Christ, Dayton Lang, Nate Meyer, Tyler Jackson. Jackson Sander back, also graduating Joe Condon, um, JT Cash, Jacob Sanders. Good to see them get in, uh, even for a moment. You know, you always want to, them to, you want seniors to have something to uh, remember. And, you know, I'm sure that, um, you know, North Sea has a pretty good history of, of basketball, high school boys basketball. And, you know, to go through and get a playoff victory and, you know, two in a row at the end of the season and then play a highly state-ranked team, um, I don't know. Is there, is there besides winning the game, is there something bad about that? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think, you know, going forward, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we, we talk about how North Cedars had a tradition of rich history. It's going to have to build on. Something and I, you know, I thought taking a um, starting from last year, going thirteen and ten last year, I thought that might be a really nice step for us to go forward. Um, I, I truly still believe that not having a summer um, with these juniors to allow them to play some tougher competition um, over that last summer will really kind of hurt them in the long run. They they were trying to figure out what were what we were capable of halfway through the season. Um, instead of being able to know about it earlier in the year, yeah. um, you know some of our some of our offenses that we've used that were really successful with Kean as a point guard weren't something that we were going to be able to run with this group. You know, Kale, as quick as he is, doesn't read a screen as well as Kean does. However, 
uh, you know, um, working some one-on-one games, Kale might be a little better just with the way he's able to elevate and finish at the high point of a, you know, of an elbow jumper. So, I mean, we're going to have to figure out next year what we can do with the group five that you just mentioned um, that's going to make us successful and figure out exactly, you know, how we how we can be aggressive and going at different teams, you know. Northeast, for example, next year brings back Judd Swanton. How are we going to stop that big man of theirs? Uh, Pataska was a was an honorable all-mentioned all-North guy um, that we're going to have to account for from Northeast. You know, Monticello is going to bring back three or four varsity guys. Their JV was outstanding again last year, so um, or this year. So they're going to be right in the thick of things. Comanche again. Um, they Witt is going to be a junior, you know, six foot seven junior that we're going to have to figure out how we can play and score against. You know, our North is going to and you keep going. Animosa's got the Wit, the Wit kid, um, Sam Wit coming or Wilt coming back. Um, Bellevue's going to be scrappy as they always are, and you know, Cascade's going to um, try to build off with McDermott, um, their big man, um, on the success that he had this year as a sophomore. So I mean. Anywhere we go in that north, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight wherever we're going. So we have to figure out what's gonna make us the most effective going forward. It'll be interesting to follow you from afar and away uh, next year to see. You know, there'll be some new names. There's always new names that come through, and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, things will be a little bit closer to full on normal, and you guys can get just even just your own campaign, you know, I mean, even those basic things were canceled last year, it seemed like, and I don't know, you know, it's encouraging that they had, that the school year's been, um, that we've had a school year in a way, you know, you hear about news reports of schools that aren't even in session, and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but we're in school, <laughs> you know. Right, right, yep. And, yeah, under, you can't underscore, um, how important that is just to shoot shoot consistently or go to a camp or go to open gyms or something just because it's competition just getting in the gym shooting you know and so yeah we're, we're gonna try to try to push towards something good next year and uh hopefully that all pays off for us you guys end the season seven and 16 hats off to you guys you guys played um your schedule you know and even that's a win you know i know it's Again, you go back to getting more wins and stuff, but shoot, the 23 games is 23 more than many people thought would get in this year. Right, absolutely. And that's kind of, you know, sitting there thinking about postseason wrapping up and stuff like that, just talking, you know, the fact that we were able to have a season virtually uninterrupted for us. I mean, we had a couple couple issues beginning of, um, beginning of the season and then during uh, Christmas break, but other than that, we... We were pretty lucky to be virtually unaffected by COVID, um, you know, individually here anyways, um, and still have 23 games. Coach, I've enjoyed having you on the podcast all these years. I'll miss talking to you next year. Uh, who knows, may our paths will cross next year yet after all, but thanks for coming on. I know North Cedar fans uh, enjoy hearing from you. I know uh, um, I didn't necessarily get to all the games that, uh, what it should have could have, you know, at this point, sometimes second guess, but having you on each week was uh, a good thing, and I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you and your future endeavors, man.
Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton girls basketball coach Jake Serrano. Coach, welcome on. Thank you. We are in postseason. You guys are one to know in that postseason. How are things going? Uh, things are going well right now. We had a, a tough battle with Durant last night. Forced him to come out on top. Uh, you know, playing playing the rival for the third time. Obviously, tough going. Um, you know, they're they're a team that always gives us our gives us their best, and you know, we expected nothing else coming into the game, and you know, we get a great effort from our girls to, to come out on top, and uh, fortunate to get the win last night. You know, it's one of those things where you see the brackets and two things you see. You see, yes, the team you played last night for the third time this season, but you also saw a week's time off. Which one of those had you more concerned? Um, I don't know. A little combination of both, obviously. You never really enjoy playing a team that's close, that knows you very well, knows the girls very well for a third time. But you also, sitting for a week is also not a great thing. When you have a bunch of girls that are, are competitors and they like to, you know, get after it on the court for game day. Um, but just having them practice the whole time is also not you know, that's a little difficult as well at the end of the season. So uh, both those things were concerning, but, you know, I thought our girls focused well in practice. They adjusted to some things we wanted to work on and uh, came out and played well last night. You guys had a team that you guys handled at, your, at home, 67-46, closer at Durant uh, at the end of January, a nine-point game. And, you know, they played well the last couple postseasons, despite their overall record, maybe not being a uh, attention getter sort of thing. What sort of things were you thinking they were going to do coming into the game? Um, well, obviously, you know Durant's gonna—they're gonna be physical. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna give you their best effort every time they take the floor. Ross does a great job with them in that aspect. Um, they're always, you know, well coached. Uh, they, they play good defense, and they're, they're going to hustle everywhere they go. And so we, we know we were we were concerned with you know what they're going to do with us, but you know, our main focus coming in was on the half girl, uh, knowing where she was, doing some different looks, um, uh, running a couple different defenses that we had run against them the past couple times we played them, um, and obviously getting making some baskets so we could press and see what we could do in that way uh, and try to get some easy buckets that way as well. None of the quarters were uh, too far in distance. Uh, you guys had 10 to 7 after the first quarter, and then they matched your 10 points in the second quarter at halftime. It's a three point game. Yeah, obviously. We knew it was going to be a dogfight. I mean, it always is when you play Durant. You can throw the records out the door, and um, you, you just expect, expect to. Um, you know, knockout, dragout basketball game, especially like you said, the third time you play it. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta go on. You gotta weather the storm, and you gotta, you know, come out on top at the end. But you gotta, you gotta keep your composure. It was a great crowd on hand last night. It was a you know, great atmosphere for a high school basketball game, and uh, I thought our girls uh, handled it very well and, and did a nice job for closing it out. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys have. Uh, um a new leading scorer that some people uh, may or may not know, Peyton Serrata, 17 points, um, five field goals, five three-pointers, and also two for two from the line. And all those points were needed. Yeah, she had a really nice game for us last night. She shot the ball well behind the three-point line. She's been working really hard uh, in practice, working on her shot. 
And we told her that she just, you know, she needs to shoot more. Uh, she passed up a lot of shots, and it's time, you know, she needs to shoot the ball when she has opportunities. And last night she took advantage of those opportunities, shot the ball well for us, and then obviously made two huge free throws with, like, 2.4 seconds left in a, a two-point ball game to put us up four. So a uh, really nice night for her. Um, Kelsey did a nice job as well, getting, you know, 13 points, getting the line, um, you know, getting, you know, making a lot of nice passes, getting some girls some easy buckets as well. So, I mean, those two did a nice job. And Ella and, and Grace really did a great job on the, on the boards, um, getting a lot of rebounds for us and, and getting the ball so we could take it the other way. I know you'd like to make more free throws, but you have to be happy with getting to the free throw line 19 times in a, in a postseason game. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good to, to get some free throws. Um Personally, I thought we should have got a few more free throws, but uh, there's sometimes it, there's a few things that didn't go our way, but that's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, our girls uh, made some big free throws. We missed some down the stretch. that could have made life a little easier on us, but uh, I was proud of the way we hung on and, and battled till the end. You guys improved to 12-10, and 10, a winning record, and I know that's really important, too, for you guys. You guys made a jump in a win total this season. And, you know, there's a sense of pride there. You know, you guys have had uh, um, some other sports uh, shine with this group, but now you guys have the girls' basketball group um, doing some good things there, too. Yeah, I mean, these girls are, are competitors. They've been successful in softball. They've been to state. A lot of them are on that team. Uh, they've been to volleyball state three times. They know how to win. Um, and so when you get into close games at the end, you have confidence that, that these girls know what to do. They, they know how to close things out because they've been in these pressure situations before. And that's just, you know, a product of them being coachable, a product of them being you know, very good athletes, as well as being coached and being, you know, around it and all the other sports that they've been in. So, you know, the, the girls do a lot. And they've made this all, all the programs very successful at Wilton, and uh, they should be proud of that. You know, you guys have a team next. You guys go to the regional semifinal at number six, uh, Bellevue. The winner of that will go to the regional final next week. That game is uh, coming up on Friday. And you guys had a good game with them in Wilton earlier this season. Yeah, um, they're, they're, obviously they're a good team. They're 18-1. and one. Um, we, we just got to come out and play our best. We need to hit some shots. Uh, we need to play good defense. Uh, obviously, we gotta, our focus is going to be on where Paulson is. She's a very good basketball player. Uh, we need to know where she's at at all times. And you know, we just got to keep our composure, handle the press. Um, and, and, you know, if they're another 1-3-1 one, one, or their 2-3 matchup, we need to be you know, ready to go. And, and hopefully the girls will go in there believing and have confidence when they take the floor and, you know, give them their best shot and you know, see what happens. You know, the last time you guys played, you they matched or you matched, whatever you want to see. You both had 33 team rebounds. And, you know, Polson's tall. Audrey, Audrey Wedekin is, is tall, but she's kind of all over the place. I mean, you have her on the perimeter and the side sometimes. You know, those are their two tallest people that sometimes I think they kind of count on other teams not matching up that way. And then you have the uh, Deshaw gal who's kind of athletic. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. You know, they have four seniors. You guys have four juniors. And see what happens. Yeah, I mean, right now it's, you know, you advance to the final 32 in Class 2A. you got to take that and be proud of that. And then now you just got to, every game you get is a bonus from here on out. Uh, you're just hoping that the girls are going to come out ready to play. 
um, come out focused and have that opportunity to, to put themselves in the, in the final 16 in the state uh, and playing for a chance to go to the state tournament. But, you know, it's obviously one, one game at a time, and, and they know that, and their focus is, is Bellevue, and to come out and just, just play our game and see what happens, and hopefully, they, you know, we hit some big shots along the way. We gave Bellevue a great game earlier in the year, and um, obviously... That has to give us some confidence going in, knowing that we, we did do that, but we still have to, you know, we can't rely on that. We have to go out and play because they've obviously been playing really good basketball. To be 18-1 right now, they're obviously a very top-tier team, and it's going to take our best efforts. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast. Good luck Friday. Go get him. All right, thank you. Coach Carter Podcast. We're catching in with West Branch girls basketball coach Jared Tylee. Coach, welcome on. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks again for having me. We are in the postseason, but before we talk about your uh, first round game against Danville, let's go back to the regular season finale at Mid Prairie. You guys had a uh, um, tremendous atmosphere. I saw pictures, I saw some highlights. Uh, the boys won the, the back to back conference title that night, too. You guys. Um, wanted to make a statement, I think, and you guys did a 60 to 31 victory over a 3A team that you know has some post players, and you know Kaya's kind of coming along, and you want to have her keep rolling into the postseason. I just saw that as an opportunity to uh, not that you don't want the rest of the team, but you know she's kind of um, adding more pieces to the to the overalls. They're gonna have to account for her, and I thought that was a good example of this game potentially. Because they have two different type of post players. Yeah, and and you know she's been coming on the last. Uh, I mean, she's been pretty good all year, but especially offensively, the last you know half the quarter of a season, she's she's really come on and um, and she just slowed the game down for herself, and she's been really patient on offense with the ball in her hands, and, and even without the ball in her hands, and um, you know we've we've started you know we count on her and, and we're going to con- continue to count on her and she does she gives us a great presence inside and, and helps us spread the floor with our guards you guys got out to a 13-8 lead after the first quarter the second quarter and really the first half is where you kind of took control of the game 27 to 15 at halftime 19 excuse me 32 to 15 halftime lead i was way off on that sorry um 19 to 7 second quarter run and you guys are on your way it looks like yeah um, you know, we we got off to a, a good start, and um, you know, defensively, I thought we played pretty well. Um, we we weren't shooting the ball extremely well, you know, early on, but uh, um, our defense was creating some things, and and uh, you know, like I said, <clears throat> we rebounded the ball uh, pretty well too. And and that team, they've got good size, and and they've got some good basketball players, you know, and um, I think they're an underrated team, and. But, uh, you know, we that's a gym that we don't always necessarily go down and play well in. Um, but, uh, you know, our kids played, played fairly well. It's one of the better games we've played down there. So it was it's always good to come out of there with a win. And, and uh, for how well we played, I was pretty pleased. 
how well you played extends to the defense. No single quarter with double-digit points by Mid-Prairie, and that's what I would expect. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we always have goals going into every game. And, um, you just try to limit their, their scores, and uh, Maddie Donovan played uh, really well that night against us. She, she shot the ball well, but I felt like we did a good job against their other two scores, and Maya Luger and um, the Hosteller girls. So, um, you know, it, good players are going to find ways to score, but if you can get, you, you can uh, contain a couple of them um, and not let them all go off, then you'll be in pretty good shape. Rylan Drecker, 17 points. Uh, she came back the game before with Regina. She had uh, uh, Miss Tipton, but, you know, came back, had a good game against Regina, led you guys at Mid-Prairie, and, uh, you know, good shooting night from the floor, made a couple threes. Delaney had a double-double. Delaney Alexis, that is, 14 points, 10 rebounds. And Sasha had uh, 16 points, 9 assists. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I felt like that was one of those nights where we, we filled the stat sheet pretty well. And, and you know, Ryland's one of those players that, uh, um, again, she doesn't get all the attention, but, I mean, she's a big part of what we do, and and she does some really good things offensively, and she's just pretty steady defensively, and she's, she's been rebounding the ball really well lately. And, uh, you know, um, we had her out of the lineup for our game against Tipton, and you could tell it, it affected us a little bit. But um, it's good to have her back, you know, in the normal rotation, and, and she's doing things really well for us. You guys had five days off from that game to your first-round game this week against uh, Danville. You had to wait to find out who you'd play. Um, Danville came in uh, one-point winner against Wapolo, and that was their first win in about two weeks. And, you know, it's always interesting to see new teams, but it's also good to get back playing after a little break. Yeah, and uh, like you said, we I, I, I enjoy playing teams that you don't see very often. and It's just a different challenge, and it keeps your kids on their toes because they're not comfortable um, maybe with who, they, who they're playing against because they never see them. So, um, yeah, uh, Danville, um, they presented some challenges for us. You know, they have a, they have a really good post player and, and uh, who we were pre- impressed with on film, and she was impressive in person just as much. And, uh, they did some things. You know, they made some runs at us um, a few times during the basketball game that uh, um, we had to stem. And, and uh, But overall, you know, other than a, a short stretch, you know, during the third quarter, and, you know, they made some threes in the second quarter that we, we were kind of giving them. You know, we talked to them. It was, it was a little bit of our game plan, but credit to them for making shots. And then in the third quarter, they went they went on a little run in the quarter that I wasn't overly pleased with. But, uh, you know, our kids – answered the call the whole night and, and shot the ball really well and, and um, you know, did enough defensively to uh, to uh, play pretty well. You guys got 24 points in the first quarter, and I think that's equally as impressive because of that little, for lack of better words, layoff. You know, you, you don't know how um, it was at home, so that's all that's helpful and great. But at the same time, you, you just don't know till you know. And 24 points... 24-9 to nine lead after the first quarter. That sends a statement to the other team. Yeah, and, and you know, we liked it. You know, obviously, I mean, it's it's silly me to say, but when we get off to a start like that, it helps get our kids settled in. And, and uh, you know, and we, we like, you know how we play defense. You know, we like to pressure. And, 
and I think it makes gives makes them a little more relaxed. It's kind of like a pitcher pitching with a lead. You know, it, they're willing willing to do something. You know, maybe maybe go go a little farther, be a little more aggressive. And, and I think when we get off to a start like that, our kids are um, you know more willing to to maybe take a few more risks here and there, and, um, knowing that they've got a little bit of a lead to play with. Ryland had a big game, 21 points, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, nearly 10 field goals made in the game, just shy with 9. Delaney Alexis, another double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds, perfect from the free-throw line. Sasha had 17. Here's the one that I like to see, um, but it's just me. Lexi Peak had 7 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 assists, 2 big three-pointers. Yeah, and... and- you know, Alex is another one. She's, and and that's her filling the stat sheet too. And she's not going to blow you away with her stats or anything like that. But uh, um, she's had a great season, and she's hit some big shots for us all year. And and it feels like she hits them at the right times. You know, I mean, we're going on a run, and and she kind of caps it, or she gets the run started, or whatever. But Lex has been constant for us all year, and been a big big player for us. It's one of those things. It's like you guys can't cut. Co- Teams can't cover everything in a way. Um, you know, Taya Young didn't have a good shooting night, but, you know, she had five steals, you know, to lead you guys. They had 18 as a team. Um, you know, these guys just, they don't care what happens. They just want to win. They don't care if they, they're the double-digit scorer that night. Or, or at least you guys give me that proje- that, that that vibe. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And, and uh, I've, you bring it up to you like you just did. I think that's been the biggest thing is is um, with our with our kids is um, even on the nights where the ball's not going in the hoop for them, they're finding other ways to affect the basketball game. And we've talked about that a bunch. And like you just brought up, you're not going to see it in the in the stats, but Taya's energy and her toughness um, and defense that she plays with. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's what makes us go on defense. And then Ryland, there's games where there was a game here not too long ago where she didn't score well, but she ended up with, you know, close to double-figure rebounds and just stuff like that. And even Lex, you just mentioned Lex. She only has seven points, but she's, you know, she's getting just about three of every other stat across the board. So uh, our, our kids have bought into affecting the game in other ways than just scoring the ball. And, and it's really obviously been a huge benefit for us. What's great about that is, you know, I'm looking at this, the varsity bound uh, look at Pella Christian, your next opponent, and, you know, they don't even have Delaney as one of the top three scorers with average, but, you know, the last three or four games, she's been right there. You know, Ryland's been right there. Taya's had had, had uh, games. You know, Lexi's had a game or two, and it's like, you know, I'm sure I haven't seen all their games, obviously, for Pella Christian. They probably had some girls step up in there, but the the depth that you guys have built will uh, hopefully carry into this week, uh, this Friday's game. Pellet Christian's coming up next, and, you know, I'm excited to see this game, just from the standpoint that Pellet Christian is a school I used to cover back in the day when I worked at the Pella paper, and, you know, they play good teams. You know, they have Pella, uh, Oskaloosa, Dallas Center Grimes, I think, or, or Ballard, one of those two is in their conference. I think it's Dallas Center Grimes. Yep. Um, you know, the Grinnell is usually good for basketball. Um, you know, they, they try to play some other people, you know, like a Knoxville or Eddieville, Blakesburg or whatever. 
Um, Grant, those guys are a little bit more year in, year out. You don't know, but I think the, the Little Hawkeye conference is pretty good. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you mentioned Indy, Indianola. Indianola was on their schedule, too, this year. So, um, yeah, they play – they're kind of, to me, they're like the Davenport assumption of the east side of the state, or more eastern, I guess. Um, where Yeah, they play up in competition all year long. They play a lot of quality teams, and it, it builds them. It helps them build for this time of year. You know, that's why their record is, is deceiving, and – and they play a lot of really good teams, and and uh, you know they have a really good post player that we're going to have to um, you know do a good job on, and and they'll spread the floor, and, and yeah, and they present challenges definitely, and and so uh, we're going to have to be ready to go. We we we're going to have to have um, a couple of good practices leading into Friday's game, and, and be ready to go. It looks like they place or have had close games. Um, close meaning 10 or less, um, at least in their last five games. They beat Pekin by nine um, to advance to this game against uh, you guys on Friday in West Branch. You know, they have dreams just like you guys to get to state, I'm sure, and it's probably your job to crush those dreams in a way. You know, I mean, you guys want to survive and advance in a way. Have you? What are some of the keys you think to that game? You know, it's, it's like I – just talked about their post player. We're going to have to do a good job on her defensively. Um, and as always, the big two of the biggest things for us is is rebounding. And, and we've done a really good job of taking care of the ball uh, for most of the year. We've just had a, a couple games that you know we have a little few more than what I would like. But um, when we make good decisions, uh, both offensively and defensively, and, and when we rebound the basketball, um, things go pretty well for us. So um, those are always things that we talk about taking care of it. And getting getting your teammates open for shots and and defending that always starts with us. We always want to defend well first. So um, just kind of what we always talk about. Um, like I said, Pella Christian's going to pre- present some challenges for us, and and uh, you know we'll prepare and the best we can, and and hopefully be ready to go for Friday. Coach, look forward to talking about this game next week. Um, good luck. Go get them. All right. Thanks again, Ryan. Go Bears. Broadcast. We're catching up with Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Bucklaw. We're in West Branch tonight to take on the Bears in the next round of the district tournament. Coach, welcome on. How are we doing this morning? Good. It's exciting to keep playing basketball. And at this point of the season, that's what you're fighting for, right? You know, you're fighting for one more day in the gym. Exactly. Exactly right. I told the boys, you know, the best practices of the season are the first week because everyone's excited to be there and you got the anticipation of what the season could be. And then, you know, anytime you get a practice after Valentine's Day at the end of the season, um, they're always special practices. You guys uh, have a tough task tonight, but, you know, you kind of expect that when you take another uh, trip on the trail of the tournament run. Um, we're at West Branch tonight and West Branch, we played them twice. Um, similar scores, but I'd contend two different games. Yeah. Um, 
you know, first time, you know, it was early in the season and, and our young team was just getting their first test, uh, you know, getting, getting their sea legs about them. And, and so, uh, took an 18, I think 18 point loss, um, in the first game, you know, and then the second game, you know, they came out and, and got us in the first half and blitzed us a little bit, you know, but, um, you know, we, we just kind of stayed with, stayed the course and, and we really got back into them, you know, and were able to be successful at, at doing some different things, um, over the course of that game, you know, the second time. But again, you know, about another 18, 19 point loss, you know, the second time as well. But yeah, you know, we, we've done some, done some different things and, and we're definitely ready for the challenge here tonight. We come in after a 20.67-47 win at home over Bellevue in the first round on Monday. And it's been a while since we've had a home win. And, you know, uh, over the course of since I've been here, wins in the postseason are hard to come by. You know, definitely. Um, You know, I mentioned it in the broadcast, you know, Tuesday right after the win with Jamie um, said, you know, it had been two years since we had won a first round or a playoff game, you know, in our home gym. Um, you know, two years ago it was against Durant in the first round because of weather. Um, so, you know, before that it could go back possibly all the way to 2009 or 2007. So, you know, over the course of about 14 years, you know, to have just four chances of, of first round games in your own gym and, and come away with wins, you know, they are pretty special. It's one of those things that, um, you know, in my opinion, you know, we we took what we learned from Animosa and Comanche the last week of the regular season, and we put it to good use, you know, and I think we're going to see some more of that tonight. Maybe, maybe it won't necessarily yield the same result, well, we hope so, but, um, you know, it's going to be closer, I think, tonight than people think. Yeah, um, you know, boys got a good, good mental edge about them right now. Good, good mindset going in. Uh, we've had two great days of practices since, um, since we played on Monday. And, you know, we're, we're ready to go tonight and give this thing, you know, everything that we got. Um, we know what's in front of us. We know uh, the challenges that they present to us and everything. And yeah, like you said, you know, we, we took the lessons that we learned, um, from Animosa and, and Comanche games last week. Um, tough way to end the, the regular season with two home losses. Um, but I tell you what, you know, they came out, boys came out Monday just, just raring to go. And, you know, they put it all together, you know, top to bottom from, from the opening tip all the way to that final buzzer. And, you know, it wasn't just, you know, again, we had, we had somebody else step up. You know, we had Xander come off the bench and give us 10 huge points the other night, you know, in terms of breaking that press, which was something that, um, what was kind of a concern for me going in is, is whether or not we could handle their pressure. And then we not only handled it, but we ended up, you know, breaking it multiple times for a lot of layups. You know, they haven't played since the 12th, so a little over a week. They have some um, younger guards, and they're kind of their experiences in their front court, you know, with Jeff Bowie and Simon Palmer. And they're going to be people people know who they are you know and thomas gold he's athletic uh, forward gavin hirschman's had a couple of big games shooting from the outside it's a tall task coach what are some of the keys tonight well, I, you know, number one for us is we're going to have to be able to handle their pressure as well. Um, we know that they like to bring pressure in in various forms, whether it be in a little three quarter court press or whether you know just in the half court. Um, they can they can use their length and athleticism to 
it seems like there's six or seven guys on the floor guarding for them, you know, versus just the five that they have out there. And so, you know, for us, you know, we have to make sure that we're able to execute and be strong with the basketball at all times on the offensive side of things and, and looking to get our best shot, you know, and then on the defensive side of things, you know, we've just got to kind of bow up our backs a little bit, puff our chests out and say, you know what, Here, here's our chance, here's our opportunity, you know, let's go get it. Let's, let's go get a big win tonight. It's one of those things where, you know, maybe dividing the game up into small bits, you know, win the first four minutes, win the first quarter, and just build from there, you know. But also, you know, we have some cross-country guys. We have guys that can run and run and run and run and run. So, um, you know, we've seen some of that down the stretch here as well, and that's going to be interesting. One of the stats I wanted to hit on before we left was, you know, they give up average of 44 points. We give up an average of 50 points. So not totally a discrepancy. We just need to score points. Exactly right. Um, you know, and Monday night, you know, that's that's what I took away from Monday night was, you know, the shots that we took, you know, we just knocked shots down and, and we clicked at a, at a high, high level, very efficient offense. We shot 61% from the floor on Monday night, you know, by far our best effort of the season. And the guys just seemed to, every time that they shot, like, you could just tell that they were confident that that was a great shot for them and they knew it, you know, whether, you know, obviously they didn't all go in, but, you know, they all had a, a chance to go in. Like there wasn't really any bad shots that we took or rush shots or anything of that nature. Like it, it was all in the flow of the game and what we wanted. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that carries over to tonight as well. Coach, the winner of this game goes on the district final game next week. It also means from here out, you know, like last Monday was one and done. Have a lot of people listening in at home tonight. What's your message to them listening in back home in Tipton? Hey, we need you. We need everyone cheering loud and proud for these guys um, tonight. You know, as we try and knock off a, a big state rating foe, um, big big conference rival in West Branch, and we need everybody on board. Coach Jamie and I are going to have a lot of fun tonight. We've had a lot of fun this, down the stretch here in all season. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the broadcast. We're catching up with West Branch boys basketball coach Jason Kern. It's halftime of the Bears game with Tipton. Coach, welcome on the broadcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. We don't know where the game is. We recorded these these comments this afternoon. Um, you know, one thing that's probably safe to say is tonight's game is probably different from the first two. No, you know, it is for sure. It's always tough uh, playing as a team three times in a year, uh, especially winning three times. Uh, you know, it's all about making adjustments here at this, uh, at this point in the season. Uh, we've got a, a young squad, and they've improved a lot. Um, they looked very good in their uh, first district uh, game when they beat Bellevue by 20. So it's going to be a, a tough opponent for us uh, tonight. You know, Coach, you guys have been off for a while. I know that's good and bad. Good, you guys can get healthy. Bad, you guys came in uh, four and one in your last five, and you know you wrapped up your second back-to-back conference title. So, how did you do with that balance, getting the guys some rest yet? You know, kind of ramping up for this postseason run. You know, you're exactly right. It's, it's nice being the one seed, but you also have to sit and wait. You know, most of the time it's a week, but with us. 
having to make up so many games. Uh, we had four more games in five days there that last week, so it was good for our kids to, to get a little rest over the weekend, and then we got back to work on Monday uh, preparing for tipping. Uh, I think our kids needed some time off uh, just to recuperate and cover from their being on their legs so much and, and playing so many games in, in that many days. Um, but, you know, they're hungry, and uh, we're ready to get back to work tonight. Um, hopefully we show up and we're ready to go. You guys had a unique schedule, like you said. You had back-to-back nights, kind of like an NBA schedule with Regina, you know, home and home. And then uh, you guys clinched the South um, on uh, two nights later on the 11th down at Mid-Prairie. And, you know, those aren't easy. Mid-Prairie's a good team this year. You know, you guys had Monticello at home uh, as your last regular season game. And Monticello's really good, you know. And um, in a way, it's kind of a tune-up and getting ready for this postseason, I think. No, it is for sure. You know, in any of the teams in our conference, you, you drop throw the records out the window. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody's record is. They're going to give you their, their best every night. Um, and obviously, you know, coming off some emotions Thursday night after a, a big win, buzzer beater three to win the conference again, and then coming back the next night playing the number two team ranked in uh, 3A, uh, you know, our kids, obviously we were ready and no excuse, but, you know, probably a little tired and uh, coming down off emotional high. Uh, we hung with Monticello the first half, and, and they're, they're, just, they're very well coached, very good team. Um, and they took care of us in the second half. You can definitely see us get, get a little tired. And um, like I said, this, this break over the weekend has helped us out a lot to recuperate. Uh, and like I said, records don't mean anything now. It's postseason. Everybody's 0-0. Tipton's 1-0 now. Um, and you just got to come ready to play. You guys are um, counting the days down to your new school slash gym facility. So uh, these last few games uh, potentially at West Branch have to be a special time as well. And I'm guessing that's not lost on you guys uh, coming into tonight. Oh, for sure. You know, it's not something I've really thought about, but it, it is. This will be the, the last boys' uh, varsity basketball game played in this gym uh, with the new facilities coming next year. So uh, that'll be something for our, for our kids to have a little memory. Hopefully we can end this thing on a win and, and uh, keep the season going. You guys have had success. Uh... Um, the guards have come along that very first time that you guys played Tipton back a long time ago um, at West Branch. Uh, you know, you, you relied on Jeff Bowie and Simon Palmer, and, you know, they've been there all season. But, you know, it's guys like Thomas Gould, Gavin Hirschman, who have had big games here or there and a collection of those. And then, you know, Peyton Miller, Holden Arneman. Um, You know, Kelby Berger's been injured a little, but, you know, he can come off the bench. And, you know, you have a nice mix of players that, um, I think it's hard for teams to to take everything away, and you know this postseason that'll come in handy. I think. Uh, you're, you're correct, uh, Ryan. That's what I love about this team is we have uh, you know so many different players that can step up on any given night and give you 15 to 20 points. So you know, scouting us, you can try to stop you know, Palmer and Bowie, but uh, we we got some other guys that can step up and. Uh, fill up the, the basket for us. Um, you, you know, that's kind of our uh, mentality is, you know, next hand in. and uh, it, it's a very unselfish team, probably the most unselfish team I've coached uh, in my young career. 
Uh, we don't care who scores. Uh, we don't have any guys with egos like that where they, they've got to get 20 a night. You know, if they don't get that, they're going to be upset. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to win the basketball game. Um, and, you know, that's why I love coaching this group so much, just their unselfishness uh, towards one another and, you know, just one goal and, and, and mine is, is to win the game. Coach, a unique situation. We're talking to you at halftime. The first half is over. We, uh, um, as we talk here, we don't know how it's progressed. Um, but what what were the keys, or what keys were you looking at uh, for success tonight, going into the Tipton game? You know, it's always a, our, our defense has to give us energy. You know, that that really helps us ramp us up on the offensive end. So we're going to come uh, out looking to, to ramp it up a little bit defensively in our zone, maybe press a little bit, uh, just kind of feel out the first quarter and see how that goes. And then, uh, you know, I just make in-game adjustments after that. Uh, we want to try to get you know, Bowie and Palmer going inside. Um, you know, that opens up in our outside game. Right? Just getting those jitters out, first first uh, tournament game here at home. Um, and then, you know, hopefully once the guys settle in, uh, we'll be good to go. Coach, you guys are 8-2 and two over your last 10. We'll see how the second half turns out. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Appreciate your coverage. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner podcast. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please email me at conservativesports at gmail.com. Also, follow along with sports coverage in the Tipton Conservative newspaper this fall for North Cedar Tipton, Wilton, and Durant Athletics. You can follow along on Twitter with the handle at ConSports. That's my Twitter account. I also have a Facebook page called Tipton Conservative Sports, or you can find me on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you at the game.